Lost all button control. <laughs> he just lost his button control is all. <laughs> it's all. <laughs> Morning Liberty. Well, what is up, all of our Liberty loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of the Good Morning Liberty Podcast. My name is Nate, and with me, as always, is Charles Chuck Thompson. How's it going today, my brother? Uh, today is a just another wonderful day. Is it? And uh, I feel like I say that all the time, but you know what? I'm I'm the forever optimist. You are here. That is and, true. Uh, it doesn't matter if the stock market's up or down, if California's burning a hole in the in the earth. It doesn't matter what it is. It's always a good day. Well, that's just because you don't care about people. Maybe I should live in Australia. Good eye, mate. There you go. It's a it's good a eye. good day. So we've been we were talking a lot in the pre-show, which you can get access to by going to patreon.com slash good morning liberty and becoming a put pay what Here's the deal. You can become a Patreon supporter for as little as five bucks a month. All right. Or you can bump it up a little bit and help us spread liberty across the globe. So you can go on the patreon.com slash goodmorningliberty and hear about what we are talking about. But man, I am sick and tired of the media. I'm sick of it. Mm. I'm sick of it, man. And if that means I have to spend my days fact-checking things said about freaking Donald Trump, if that's what I've been reduced to, <laughs> then I'll I'll do it for my country. <laughs> okay. yeah. So we'll be talking about that here in just a little bit. But anyway, go over to that Patreon for sure. Yeah, I was watching the press conference earlier with uh, whatever her name is, Kaylee McKinney, McKinney, Kaylee McKinney, Kaylee McKinney. I don't know, Kaylee McKinney. Uh, something like that. Whatever her name is, I I don't really know, and I apologize to her and her family for not understanding her name. But it's the White House press secretary, the new one. There's been how many now? I don't remember. Uh, hundred and thirty-five. Yeah. Nobody really lasts in that job. I don't understand why. You know, <laughs> a lot of other cabinet members make it a lot longer. The whole press secretary, you can't handle much. But it was the way that the media asked their questions is just hysterical. It's just absolutely it's they framed every single question from this like terrible angle. Like they asked one about the Proud Boys, which I still don't know a lot about. You know, we talked about some of it yesterday and the you know, she asked the question. She goes, now the president uh, would, you know, the Proud Boys, which happens to be a demonstrative group. They are anti-Semitic, anti-Muslim, uh, anti-women. um they're they're racist and vile like they just kept going on and on and on about this group and was trying to clarify what you know trump said stand down stand by stand, whatever but the way they see the way they frame the question is just so hilarious but apparently trump denounced them i guess he did um, yeah so he said that uh yesterday or today he went ahead and said that well he still said he didn't know anything about them really but he did end up saying that that they should stand down he said the proper word after the word stand that everyone wanted to hear, which was stand down, not by. Yeah. And and down is very much different from from stand by, as as we all know in some in some kind of way. I guess it is. If I told you to stand by, Charlie, that means you're still waiting to do something, but you're not mm -hmm. gonna do it yet. But if I said stand down, then it means that you're not going to do anything that you're done. You're over. Okay, I got it. You get out of here. Right. So uh, Rob said, uh, or no, sorry. Magoo said her name uh, is pronounced Mac, uh, And I just want to say Mac, <laughs> <laughs> her name is, um, whatever. I forgot her first name. Now. <laughs> Who knows? Um, Kay Kaylee, 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 Kaylee. I don't know. Who Me. knows? Who knows Macanane. anymore? Macanane. Okay, so anyway, this is the Good Morning Liberty Podcast where we talk about life, liberty, and the pursuit of meaning. We're coming up on the most important election of our lifetimes, which is every single election. And if you don't vote for the right person, you're going to die. Mm -hmm. And and so that's what's going to happen. 
the the mayor of Chicago is out there tweeting today, like everyone on the left has been saying, vote like your life depends on it. Can you imagine someone from the right or even libertarians or anyone saying the exact sentence of you need to vote, vote for Donald Trump like your life depends on it. Now that would so easily be turned into a threat. I mean, it would take half a second for that to be screenshotted and it being a threat about how if you don't vote for this person, you don't get him in office or keep him in office, then there's going to be violence all over the place. Or or he's suggesting that Democrats are going to kill people or something like that. But if you're on the left, you can literally say, if you don't vote Joe Biden in, you're going to die. Yeah. And it's OK. Like, what? And it's just OK. It's cr- it's crazy, man. It's absolutely insane. I mean, and the thing about it is all you have to do is look at a little bit of history. And, you know, most people don't die because of who the president is. So. That's- but mostly, yeah, I would say it's not a not super common occurrence, except for people yeah. in like other, you know, Middle Eastern countries. But and it's this whole, you know, it's this whole ruling out of fear thing. You know, humans seem uh, we seem to go in these cycles where, um, you know, a, a new empire starts, let's say. And then as it progresses and you can see this all throughout history, they, you know, they just keep pushing the fear mongering uh, to eventually get to the point uh, where it, it causes mass chaos. And that's exactly what they're doing. I mean, this whole entire time, we just keep becoming more and more and more divided. Whereas if like a vote for someone else other than, well, for certain people, a vote for someone else is literally, it's an act of violence now. And so they feel like they have the right to, 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 to be violent against you. And it's just completely insane. That That is where you go from, I feel like we started a lot with the, do you remember microaggressions? Do you remember those? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I have like three safe spaces for those. Yeah. The micro, I have to go to my safe space. Microaggressions are no longer microaggressions. They're like de- declarations of war. If you commit what <laughs> used to be known as a microaggression. He exactly. committed, like, what used to be a microaggression is a reason for beating someone to death in the street with a skateboard. Like that is that is what it's turned into. And you just see this change just a little bit more as as time goes on. And the, I mean, what is a what? I, when's the last time you heard that word? These microaggressions. When did a, when Nothing's did micro. skateboard. When did a skateboard become the weapon of choice? Well, it's the I'm sorry. It was an assault skateboard. My bad. Well, that's what it is. Yeah. Well, we should ban those. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. If, if you had a a. Uh, semi-auto skateboard i think that would be okay but these rapid swinging skateboards that's really <laughs> where you can swing they them. look scary yeah you swing them a lot faster you can hit a lot more people uh in a smaller amount of time and if we What's just weird only the seals use them actually not even like the regular army guys well they're only we- seals use these they're weapons of war okay right. the soldiers they skate they skate in the battle on their wet on their weapons it's a new weapon of war they just they roll right in the battle and it's actually it's a it's economical because they use it as transportation and as a killing machine. So we have to get rid of the assault skateboards for sure. Um, yeah. Anyway, so we're gonna a little bit about Trump. Then we have a couple really important articles: one from Reason and one from Fee, two amazing websites that everyone should go spend all their time on. Don't read the news on all those other crappy websites. Go to Reason.com or go to Fee.org and read all the things that you need that are really important. All right, so I pulled the up the says with high capacity bearings, obviously. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so it's part of our, you know, part of our Antita manifesto. Got you know, those, we're anti death here at Good Morning assault, Liberty. Got those assault trucks on there. All yeah, right, we we stand united against uh, assault skateboards with high capacity bearings. You know, so. <laughs> oh man, so. I pulled a couple articles because I wanted to hear about what Trump said back in 2017 in relation to the Charlottesville protest that turned violent, where someone ran their car through a crowd, killed someone, injured a bunch of other people. Um, I wanted to know exactly what he said, because honestly, I hadn't looked at what he said. I'd only heard what people said about what he said. I remember we were at Politicon and there was the debate between Michael Knowles and um, the Democratic Party strategist. I can't remember what his name is. 
and he was trying to get him to condemn the white nationalists and say that what Trump said was wrong or whatever about about fine people being on both sides. I remember that very clearly. We were we were in there recording the whole thing and I wanted to go and actually look at what he said when I when I researched it. What's really interesting to me is the first two articles that came up were an article was an article from PolitiFact and an article from factcheck.org. And both of those articles said that Donald Trump's comments were out of context and put the entire comment inside of the article Hmm. for, for what he said. Now, that's really interesting to me because I seem to remember in the way back machine where Trump will say things sometimes and attached to the bottom of it will be a fact check from PolitiFact or factcheck.org at the bottom of what he said, fact checking or saying that something was taken out of context from Joe Biden or something like that whenever he whenever he posts a certain thing. Now, what I haven't seen yet is any time that anyone on the left, whether it be AOC or Bernie or everyone or Biden running his, running, running campaign commercials, I've yet to see a PolitiFact fact check, this very one that we're, that we're about to look at, fact checking and saying that those words are taken out of context, which is literally the first thing you'll get when you research this quote. That's, that's so interesting. Isn't that interesting? Hmm. So, all right, in context, Donald Trump's very fine people on both sides remarks. So, President Donald Trump held a press conference to discuss an executive order he had signed. Reporters shortly began asking questions about Trump's initial response to violent protests in Charlottesville. It was at this press conference that Trump said that you you also have people that were very fine people on both sides. The infamous quote. On April 25th, 2019... VP Joe, former VP Joe Biden declared his 2020 candidacy after saying with the words that Trump had said about Charlottesville. He said that several times. The next day, Trump responded saying, if you look at what I said, you will see that the question was answered perfectly. <laughs> and I was talking about <laughs> and I was talking about people that went because they felt very strongly about the monument to Robert E. Lee. Whether you like it or not, he was one of the great generals. Trump also said he would defeat Biden very easily. (laughs) (laughs) So it says we wanted to look at Trump's comments in their original context. And we're going to play the actual video from from his his infamous words. And listen to what he had to say. Here's the fact check thing. Former VP Joe Biden wrongly claimed President Donald Trump has yet once to condemn white supremacy and the neo-Nazis. Trump drew criticism for his condemnation of hatred, bigotry, and violence on many sides after a rally organized by white nationalists in Charlottesville and for saying there were very fine people on both sides. But contrary to Biden's claim, the president twice specifically condemned white supremacists and neo-Nazis, and he has repeated that condemnation since. ABC This Week, Biden was asked what the consequences would be of a Trump victory in 2020. Biden responded that Trump would go on dividing us based on race. Because that's a... That's a Trump thing, is dividing people based on what their races are. So uh, we're going to play this video real quick for y'all. And uh, hopefully everything comes through. Okay, we'll see how loud it is. And, and let's it's hear. Like the the, the yeah. media just keeps saying the same thing over and over and over again. It's uh, I can't remember the term for that, but it's uh, repetitive something. There's an actual name for it where it doesn't matter what the actual truth is. If you just say something enough times, eventually people start to believe it. And that's all they're doing is yeah. it doesn't matter what the actual facts are. If enough people say it and you have plenty of people that believe it, well, then that's what that's what happens. And that's what people run with. They showed up in Charlottesville to protest. And you had some very bad people in that group. But you also had people that were very fine people on both sides. You had people in that group, excuse me, excuse me, I saw the same pictures as you did. You had people in that group that were there to protest the taking down of, to them, a very, very important statue and the renaming of a park from Robert E. Lee to another name. George Washington was a slave owner. Was George Washington a slave owner? So will George Washington now lose his status? Are we going to take down, excuse me, are we going to take down? Are we going to take down statues to George Washington? 
How about Thomas Jefferson? What do you think of Thomas Jefferson? You like him? Okay, good. Are we going to take down the statue? Because he was a major slave owner. Now, are we going to take down his statue? So you know what? It's fine. You're changing history. You're changing culture. And you had people, and I'm not talking about the neo-Nazis and the white nationalists, because they should be condemned totally. But you had many people in that group other than neo-Nazis and white nationalists, okay? And the press has treated them absolutely unfairly. Now okay. So if you listen to that right there, that if you spent a minute of your life right there listening to that. Hopefully you didn't skip forward. <laughs> yeah. If you spent <laughs> if you yeah, if you spent a minute of your life listening to what I just played right there, do you come away with Trump said that the Nazis and white nationalists were very fine people? No. How do you come away with that? I'm sick of this, man. I'm sick of it. I'm losing. It's so, it, it's so insane. I know. I'm I'm losing my mind over here, and people fall for it. Hook, line, and sinker because we have an entire country that have been educated by the freaking government. And I don't, I don't know what else to say about it other than this is honestly a flat-out lie. And I don't know... I don't know how else to go around it. He literally, he literally said there were fine people on both sides. What he was talking about. Now, what I remember from this rally was that there was, uh, there was the, there were the white nationalists that were holding their rally. And he did also in this make the point that the white nationalists had got a permit to have a march. Now, in me saying this, is this me uh, defending white nationalists or white nationalism whatsoever? No, it's not, unless you're an idiot. That's, that's really the only way that that comes out. But they got a permit to hold a march, and then they were met with Antifa-type people who don't allow people to move about in the ways that they want to move about. And they were also... If I remember correctly, now this could be could be totally wrong. There were other people that were there that were simply protesting the removal of the monument because people don't seem to like the idea of monuments to people from our history being removed that were not white nationalists or Nazis. They were just people, say, from the right. I don't know. Call them whatever you want. Call them, I don't know. Could have been moderates. Anyone. Republicans. That were, uh, that were upset that they were going to be removing a monument. And those people were there too. And so when, when he says that there were fine people on both sides, I, 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 definitely, I definitely think that that's what he was talking about. And even if I didn't think that's what he was talking about, literally 30 seconds later, he said, I'm not talking about the neo-Nazis and the white nationalists. I'm talking about the other people that were there protesting the statue being removed. So I, I don't know... How you can, I, it's sad to me that you can bend history and bend the truth and just outright lie, bending the truth. One time, someone I was talking to and I said something about bending the truth. He said, you know, that's also known as lying. <laughs> and I was like, touche, sir. Yeah. And You're I like, don't, I can't argue with that one. I don't know how it's so possible to lie this outright and take a line that someone said. 30 seconds before they said another line and say that this is what they meant and literally say that he said that neo-Nazis and white nationalists are very fine people. When in the same quote, I can put this video on TikTok, it's so short. He literally said he's, I'm not talking about neo-Nazis and white nationalists. I don't know what else to he say about He said it. those people should be condemned. He literally said those people should be condemned. And then we played the other video yesterday when he gave a teleprompter speech that was really good. And, and talked about condemning the hatred and the bigotry and the violence and that white nationalism should be condemned and that racism was evil, all this stuff. So, I listen, I don't like very many of Trump's policies. I, I'm not going to say that he's uh, just an amazing president, but I'm also not just going to sit here and listen to people lie. There's, there's a difference. We can sit here and talk about how terrible his executive orders are or his tariffs or anything like that. And we can truthfully talk about that. But there's a difference in being able to do that and then just sitting by while people straight up lie about things. 
Mm-hmm. You have to be able to do both or you're not principled. You're a hack. That's it. Just a hack. A hack, man. <laughs> All right. Sorry. I'm my. Uh, no, it's it's infuriating. I'm, I'm, I'm obviously with you on this and I'm, I'm no Trump defender. I didn't vote for the guy. I'm not going to vote for the guy. But the but you guys see the bigger issue here. The bigger issue here is that there is a narrative being spun by the media and everyone else on the left that is just they did they haven't liked Trump since he was elected. They didn't think he was going to get elected, so they didn't really worry about it. And then he got elected and everybody was like, "What the is going on? <laughs> Donald Trump is our president now. How do we get him out?" And they're trying to use anything they possibly can to completely vilify this guy, which I mean, does he deserve some of it probably? Uh because he is he is a very um uh I don't know, obtuse maybe. <laughs> I don't How know what to call so him. Obtuse? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what did you say to me? <laughs> obtuse. Um, but but As he's very <laughs> um he's very brash and uh, I think, you know, somebody needs to take his Twitter away and he does say some things um that are well, quite frankly, they're hilarious. Um <laughs> But they're hilarious if you don't care about you, the exactly. future of our country. <laughs> but the problem is, is that they're they they keep spinning this narrative where I just don't understand why you would have to do that. You know, Trump has done enough himself to create the image that he wants to create. There's nothing else I think that you would need to do, but just let people read his Twitter feed. And if you don't like it, you don't like it. The other thing I would say too. I think it's very important that people understand what freedom of speech actually means, what it, what it, what it means, what the right to peacefully assemble actually means, what those things actually mean. And, and you know, if you hate what I'm about to say, send me some hate mail, uh, Nate at goodmorningliberty.us. But I agree with I, what you you're know, about to say, because I, I'm, I'm yeah, thinking the same but thing. Even if they are yeah. white nationalists or neo-Nazis or whatever they want to identify as, it doesn't matter. Those people also have the right to peacefully assemble and protest and uh, speak what they want to say, where they want to say it, when they want to say it. And the, and the thing about freedom of speech is it's not about for the ideas that you have. Freedom of speech is for about the things that actually make you uncomfortable and, the, and the allowing the, the, those types of people to have freedom of speech, which I don't agree with their stances, by the way, but. I agree with their right to freedom of speech because it's a natural human right. It keeps those people in the open. And then you know where they're at and what they're doing and what they're up to. And you can combat their policies rather than them, rather than them hiding underground as a, as a coalition brewing up some type of you know terrorist plan, uh, because that's what happens when you try to ban other things. They, they get together in secret and then they plan terrible things to happen. If they're out in the open, you know what they're doing and you can you can challenge their ideas as you should uh, rather than trying to outright ban them uh, because because that doesn't work. And I think our founders knew that and and they were very smart in understanding the history of uh, banning language and banning people's right to peacefully assemble and those types of things, because the 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 realm of ideas is where you defeat these people, not by making it illegal or, or stopping them from doing, uh, from talking about it. You, you can't do that because it doesn't actually change anything. You, so you should always, in, in my opinion, you should, like you're saying, you should want those people out in the open as much as possible because, um, the, the goal should be, you got to ask yourself what the goal is. And if I was on the left and I was thinking, or even where I'm at right now, like what would my goal be for people who are white nationalists? My goal would be would be to change their hearts and their minds so they become a, a better part of society and they don't have the feelings that they have anymore. That would be my goal. And to do that, I'm going to need to let them say what they want to say and I'm going to need to have an open debate or I'm going to need to have a nice polite civil society and the, and allow them to do what they need to do as long as they're not taking my rights away so we can actually have this type of debate and make things better but when you when you just block people from being able to speak you don't actually fix the problem 
-hmm. you just bury it deep down and actually you're going to end up making those people a lot worse. Like, do you think removing Alex Jones from all the platforms made all the people who listen to Alex Jones be like, oh yeah, I guess, you know, I guess Alex Jones is crazy. No, it, it completely, it completely confirmed everything that Alex Jones has been talking, talking about, about right. to his supporters for the whole time. Yeah. And so you don't fix any of it by blocking the guy from getting what he wants to say out there at all. You actually make all those people's convictions stronger. This reminds me of uh, an analogy like with the church. We've talked about this a lot. If, <clears throat> if you're a Christian and you want people to do things that are more Christian, you should not, you shouldn't want to enact Christian beliefs into law. And by that, I don't mean not murdering people or not doing things like that. Those are property rights. Okay. What, what I mean is that you shouldn't want to enact, say, uh, baptism, uh, well, yeah, baptism, uh, banning gay marriage or, or banning, alcohol sales yeah, on Sunday, alcohol sales, banning pornography, Banning all these things, those don't actually fix any of the problems. The problem is in people's hearts, okay? That's where the problem is. It's in their beliefs. It's in their hearts. It's not because mm -hmm. they're allowed to do it. It's that they want to do it. And so you have to fix the problem of they want to do it, not that they're allowed to do it. And when you just decide that you're going to put a gun on them and say you can't do this, you don't actually fix the problem. And what we should be focusing on is actually fixing the problem, not just trying to hide it over in the dark corner and pretend like it doesn't exist. And a perfect example of that is the drug war. Yeah. It's, it's drugs have been illegal for a very long time. And still how many people, you know, use drugs? It's because they want to. And when people want to do something, they will find a way to do it. Yeah. If you know what, whatever get whatever, whatever removes, whatever is removed from the, uh, let's say the the free and open market uh, turns to the dark black market, and people are going to find a way to do what they want to do. Yeah, you have to you have to convince someone, or at least encourage them that there is a better way, and that going down a path like that um, would would not serve their well being or humanity's well being. What actually serves their well-being is what we talk about on this show. It's taking personal responsibility, pursuing the, your, pursuing meaning in your life, being someone who, you know, wants to give more to the world than what they got when they came in. And in pursuing that daily goal, you're not only do you help you and your family, but you're helping the world as a whole. Uh, you know, imagine if Elon Musk didn't pursue what he thought was meaningful, or Bill Gates, or any you know, Jeff Bezos, whatever, regardless of what their incentive is, be it money or, or anything else, you know, Tesla said, or, or Musk said, Tesla <laughs> Musk said that he wanted to send one of his cars into space. And what did he do? By golly, he sent one of his Tesla cars into space. So amazing still to this day. Could you imagine? I wonder where that thing is. Having the balls and enough money to be like, yeah, I'm just going to put a car on one of my rockets and launch it out. <laughs> it's pretty <laughs> so amazing, awesome. really. Yeah. So, so the other weird thing I had about this is um, what Trump said about there being fine people out there, even though the it actually went very terribly, of course, uh, what Trump basically said was that that protest was mostly peaceful. <laughs> that's yeah. no, no it reminds me of what the left does every time there is a violent protest in one of our cities right now and people say well black lives matter is out there protesting again and it's going terribly and they say well there's a lot of good people out there but there's just a few there's just some bad people out there doing terrible stuff and you can't condemn all the people that are out there protesting because a few bad people are out there doing terrible things and that's exactly what they say. And that's kind of what Trump said about this. Only Trump doesn't agree with the white nationalism and people on the left do agree with the uh, neo-Marxism. So it's a, it's a little bit different. But, <laughs> all right. Maurice is pulling quotes from uh, Dave Chappelle's show again. <laughs> <laughs> they say, uh, well, Jim, I, saw, I saw Jim said, if you have hate in your heart, let it out. <laughs> if you have Maurice hate in your heart, said, let it out. <laughs> 
Marie said, if you don't like Will and Grace, it doesn't mean there's a problem with you. It means there's a problem with Will. He's a homosexual. <laughs> Gosh, that was the greatest TV By ever. By the way, one thing I forgot to say when we were talking about Proud Boys yesterday, for the longest time, I thought that it was some kind of a gay group, to tell you the truth. Oh. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I'm just saying. Listen, it's, it's too early for us oh. to get canceled, all right? Proud Boys sounds like it might be a gay group. Which yeah. is fine if it were. I didn't. I wasn't like, oh, they're a gay group, so I hate them. I was just like Proud Boys. Yeah, sounds, sounds like yeah, like they're like the Pride like Parade. They, like they, yeah, like they might have a lot of pride, you know. And then when I went Pride, I was like, okay, well, there, there's a Pride March going on, and so you they're guys can proud. see. Yes, you guys yeah. can see uh, this. Just then, Proud Boys changes their name. <laughs> <laughs> You mentioned uh, you mentioned uh, Alex Jones earlier, and I saw Robin said that Alex Jones uh, should be the press secretary. Yeah, that would <laughs> be. Could you imagine? That would be hilarious. Him yeah. going off on the media—that'd be so funny. <laughs> oh God, yeah, right now. I saw what Trump said. Wake up, media! Shut up, CNN! <laughs> Fake news. He would get down there right in someone's face too. <laughs> And he'd have another extra person videoing it the whole time and someone videoing them. Okay, tell me about this Reason article. This is is coming from Reason. It says last night's debate, but this was Tuesday night's debate was a disaster. That's exactly why there should be more of them. Amen. The first debate between President Donald Trump and former Vice President Joe Biden was, for the most part, an unwatchable disaster. I wanted to make another comment, too, because in this article, He's listed as former Vice President Joe Biden. I saw a lot of people were really upset that Chris Wallace kept calling Joe Biden Vice President Joe Biden. And I just want everyone out there to know that if you didn't know, once you receive a title like that, that title follows you for your entire life. So President Obama is referred to as President Obama forever. President Bush, Nixon, President Lincoln, even though he's dead, is still President Lincoln. So Vice President is the same thing. Senator, same thing. Congressman, same thing. You, Once you are one of those people, then that follows you the, the rest of your life. For so, instance, you wouldn't call Ron Paul Mr. Paul. You can still exactly. call him. Yeah. If you ever had the opportunity to yeah. meet him, uh, you wouldn't say, hey, Mr. Paul. That's yeah. what, what you wouldn't say that. You, you, would, a, say, you would say doctor because he's a doctor or you could say congressman Paul. Yeah. Even though he's not currently a congressman, he still has the title of Congressman Paul. So, right. Yeah, that is true. I just saw a lot of people upset about that. And I'm like, ah, you just, this is just what happens. Yeah. So anyway, we should have more debates between these two men, a lot more. In the, in the rare moments on Tuesday night when Trump and Biden weren't talking over each other or engaging in shouting matches with the debate's moderator, Chris Wallace of Fox News, they struggled to move behind the most basic of talking points before quickly returning to the shouting, mocking, and general nonsense. Trump was, of course, the more disruptive of the two, but both candidates deserve blame for wasting 90 minutes of everyone's time. But now, what America I actually re- thought it was very watchable, to tell you the truth. I, I was just <laughs> laughing. I was, I was, I mean, I was entertained. I wasn't happy. I wasn't happy for our country, but I was entertained. Yeah. Oh, exactly. there's, I'm supposed to say in here, because I didn't put the, the clips in here, uh, this article after this part is going into, like we talked about yesterday in our debate recap, there are several prominent figures saying that the rest of the debates should be canceled and that Joe Biden should not uh, should not participate in more debates. Mm-hmm. Now, Biden has already said that he is still going to be participating in the debates. But The Atlantic, The New York Times, The Washington Post, a lot of blue check Democrats out there have said, cancel the debates. We don't need to do this. And... They have actually, as read the article earlier, the Commission for Presidential Debates or whatever it's called has changed some rules that they have not disclosed. They have changed some rules for the next debates that they have not disclosed yet. Well, I did see that um, apparently they're going to have the ability to mute some microphones. Mm. So we'll see. I just I'm waiting for Trump to pull out a bullhorn. (laughs) (laughs) He's so amazing. I think that'll be pretty good. So he goes on to say, yes, I'm saying there should be more debates, maybe two or three per week between now and the election. Seriously, <laughs> the debate shouldn't be seen as horrifying. Uh, Div- div- divertisements? Diverse- divertisements? Divertisements. 
divertisements from more sanitized campaign trail news. And they certainly shouldn't be canceled because they show Trump and Biden in such a raw, unfiltered light. This is the choice we have, America, and we should not look away. There should be more debates because the two major parties that vomited the up these candidates into your living room deserve to be humiliated. <laughs> Take away the pundits, surrogates, the teams of public relations professionals who help sell Trump and Biden as normal, competent adults capable of holding any position of power, and you're left with what you saw on Tuesday night. There should be more debates because Americans should have to stew in this porridge of hot garbage until they cry out for alternatives. <laughs> alternatives that are kept off the stage by rigged qualification rules set by the Commission on Presidential Debates, which is itself a creation of the two major parties. After watching Tuesday's display, you can at least understand why Democrats and Republicans are so keen on excluding anyone who might even moderately uh, be even moderately coherent. There should be more debates because. There should be more debates because Americans need to confront the fact that Trump and Biden didn't merely have an off night on Tuesday. Their performances were every bit as calculated and cynical as they were unserious and exhausting. They were, believe it or not, trying their best. <laughs> <laughs> so much for trying to figure out which candidate you'd rather have a beer with. Last night's debate posed a darker question. If you were locked in a bar with both candidates and a pistol with a single round, would you take the easy way out? <laughs> yeah. Guess what, America? There is no easy way out. Either Trump or Biden will be president for the next four years. We collectively shared into that abyss for 90 minutes on Tuesday night, and the only one among us who weren't driven mad by the experience were those who are already insane. <laughs> There should be more debates for roughly the same reason that we should abolish tax withholding. Though originally a well-intentioned idea pushed by none other than Milton Friedman, having taxes automatically withheld from paychecks means that most Americans don't experience the reality of paying roughly one-third of what they earn to the federal government every year. If we could only force people to write massive checks to the IRS every year, the theory goes, more people would feel differently about proposals to increase the size and cost of government. Likewise, if we only had more presidential debates, perhaps we could awaken more of America to the ruinous consequences of having only two viable political parties in a country of 325 million people. Every time Biden and Trump speak, they undermine the rotting system that put them in front of the cameras. So they should be invited to speak literally ad nauseum while we can't take it anymore. It's a good that article. Beautifully written. It's a great point. Fantastic. Yeah, it's really good. Says, who wrote this? I want to kiss them on the mouth. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's from That's Reason. part of the Proud Boys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Assuming it was a, a man that wrote this. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so that's a really good no, point. There's, anything, I there's nothing wrong with no, that. No, there's nothing wrong with that. No, that's not at what all. I'm saying that. I just, you know. No. Didn't so, know. Anyway, the, it's a really great article, and uh, I, I could have written it better myself. And it makes an amazing point, which is that our system is a disaster. We have a disgusting two-party system. Just like I told you, my dad texted me the morning after the debates. He said, I can't believe that these are the best two people that the Republicans and Democrats could come up with. This is really sad. And that's what he texted You're like, me. like, I can. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. And we, um, you should have had someone like Dr. Joe Jorgensen up there. And you could have had the guy from the Green Party up there, too, I guess. What's his name? Howie Hawkins, which is basically um, the Green Party. I mean, all the plans are just socialist like that. That's that's what it is after reading through everything. It's ba mm -hmm. I'm surprised that Bernie didn't decide to run as the Green Party candidate. That would have been the best option for them. It would have been really smart for them. So um, it's a great point. We need to keep putting this up in front of everyone as much as possible because this is a disaster. And like they said, this was not an accident. Trump did what Trump wanted to do. And Biden probably has no idea that he's even running for president. <laughs> and this was this was no accident at all. I think Trump, a lot Biden of woke up the next day. There was a debate last night. Yeah. Ugh. What do you mean? What did I say? God. <laughs> he's um, probably pumped full of Adderall, yeah. all kinds of things. I doubt it's Adderall. <laughs> um, you know, the, the whole thing is the, look, look, here's the deal. What's the fact? S someone 
a libertarian candidate could get up there and there'd be a couple things. One, she's a woman and they would both be afraid of talking over her. So you might as well use your uh, your female privilege over them because they might be afraid of talking over her. And she would have clearly, this, and they said, this is why they can't allow someone like her to be on stage. Because you imagine those two clowns going back and forth. And then someone like Dr. Joe Jorgensen coming in with an actual solution for something and, and, and actually not being crazy and calling both of them out on their BS. Mm -hmm. And that's why they have to hold people like her out. So it's, I mean, literally here's an, here's a message to all the people that say that are, that have said or say that third parties can't win. If everyone who was disgusted with Tuesday night's debate voted for a third party, they would have a pretty legit ch uh, chance at winning. If everyone who wished they had another option to vote for voted for their other option, then we'd probably have a libertarian president. Yeah. And, and that's Them just are facts. Them's them, are facts. Them some facts, man. I'll tell you what, Hey, mm -hmm. we need to, I need to write a note. We got to get a hold of Brian and get, um, Dr. Joe and spike back on the show before the election. That's right. I got to write right. that Coming down up. real quick. Um, While you're writing that down, guys, switching gears here, we're going on to COVID. I mean, it's been a while since we've talked about this massively deadly disease. I mean, the other day I was walking down the street and people were just falling over mm -hmm. and uh, it was really sad. And I'm not trying to minimize. I'm making a joke here, people. I'm not trying to minimize people who have had COVID and died because it is sad. Um, and you, like I've said the whole time, you, you should protect yourself. Um, but you know, COVID's coming back around and this is a great article from fee, uh, that just talks about, it's more of the same of, you know, what really hampered us. The reason why to, if you want to know why 200,000 people died, it wasn't whether or not Trump did the right thing or the wrong thing. It was actually, it, it was more, more people died because government got in the way of, of what good human beings were trying to do. And this is just more of the same. Nate. Yep. Tell me about it. Listen, there is nothing funny about coronavirus. That's that's where we come in <laughs> to use Anthony Jesselnet's yeah. joke. So, all right. Government agencies are holding back fast tests that could be saving lives. At, mm. at first glance, recent headlines on fast tests look like great news. Quote, U.S. approves Abbott Labs $5 rapid COVID-19 test for mass scale use. Quote, White House signed $750 million deal with Abbott Labs to buy 150 million rapid coronavirus tests. It is great news that there's a test. It's also terrible news that the fast tests are controlled fully by bureaucrats instead of freely deciding customers and business people. What's seen in these headlines is that one business got one fast test approved. What's unseen is that the government is effectively blocking customers from directly buying this particular fast test, blocking customers from using it themselves, and blocking businesses from producing any other fast tests. If people were free to sell, buy, and use these tests, this would save many lives. SARS, COVID-2, kills a few younger people, but many older people. Older people need to live through this, need to live through this coronavirus. Younger people need to build immunity while they're young and at negligible risk. All people need to get to where we live, to where we live with this coronavirus like we live with all the other infectious diseases. To best live through this and then live with this coronavirus requires two actions. <clears throat> Isolate older people until younger people build immunity that minimizes outbreaks and provide all possible therapies fast to all people who catch COVID. To isolate older people, ideally any person who would infect an older person would first check whether he's infectious so he could keep away. To provide therapies fast, ideally any person would be able, as often as he chooses, to check whether he might be infected so he can get therapies as soon as possible. Both ideals would be realized by fast, convenient, inexp inexpensive, frequent tests. Fast tests are sensitive to high viral loads, so they're sensitive to exactly what makes a person infectious. The technology is here, but the freedom to use it is not. I wonder why it isn't. It's weird. Hmm. Customers need to be free to buy these tests. Businesses need to be free to sell fast tests and customers need to be free to use the tests. Customers know a huge amount of detailed information about their daily plans to see older people, their recent possible exposures and their current symptoms. 
and therefore about their possible infectious and risk to others, infectiousness and risk to others. FastTouch should already be providing customers the one piece of information they lack to be able to to usually get on with normal life, but when needed, take immediate life-saving precautionary actions. So it's very, I mean, this is very smart. The the best thing we could do, which by the way, there's a company, uh, I can't remember the name of the company now, the ticker symbol is ADIL. They announced that they got emergency youth author, use authorization from the FDA because they have a finger prick antibody test, but they're not going to be able to, to sell it yet. They did get the authorization to make the test and they're trying to come up with some distribution deals. But it's not exactly as they can, it's not like they can just put them on Amazon. <laughs> Guys, a finger prick test for COVID antibodies <clears throat> might not sound that crazy or might not sound that amazing until you realize that that takes something as simple as something like a blood sugar meter and a, the way that, di that diabetics check their blood sugar for people to all have at their homes to prick their fingers and see whether or not they are, they are carrying around COVID antibodies. Mm -hmm. That is a massive deal. And like this article is saying, this is a way that you could actually stop spreading it because if you could finger prick yourself every couple days and see whether or not you're carrying around antibodies, then the people who are potentially going to infect other people are going to know that they should stay home. And that information would, is key. Yeah, that would immediately stop. I mean, not completely stop, but by a wide margin would slow the spread uh, by, by a massive amount. So it says by March 31st, E25Bio had developed a paper strip test for SARS-CoV-2 antigens that is self-contained, could cost $10, and provides results in 15 minutes. The test could be produced at a rate of $3 million a month at minimum. By August 26, Abbott had developed the Binax Now test for COVID antigens that is self-contained, costs $5, and provides results in 15 minutes. By October, the test will be produced at a rate of $50 million per month. Even so, not one fast, convenient, inexpensive test for COVID infection has been approved so far by the FDA. Wow, God. On August 26th, the FDA issued a single emergency use authorization for Abbott Binax Now. This requires that the test be performed by CDC qualified labs under a clinical laboratory improvement amendment certificate of waiver, certificate of compliance, or certificate of accreditation. This is not convenient. So it's harmful. Read that again. <laughs> On they they issued just so a, you know, it requires that, that the test be performed by CDC qualified labs under a clinical laboratory improvement amendments certificate of waiver, certificate of compliance, or certificate of accreditation. It's just insane. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, hey man, did you pass your uh, C L I A C W C C C A <laughs> test? <laughs> I, don't, uh, I don't know. Did you submit one? <laughs> it's ridiculous. Right, sorry, I was responding. Someone asked, was asking if I still had a uh, position in ADIL. Um, I do still have half my position. Actually, I didn't look at it at the end of the day. I took half yesterday. That one was frustrating because it went up like 200% while I had it. But I was, uh, that's while I was getting an MRI. <laughs> and, it, mm. and it popped up and I wasn't there to sell it. Man. Okay. On August 27th, the HHS and DOD contracted to buy this year's entire supply of Abbott Binax Now test. Can I say that again? On August 27th, the HHS and DOD contracted to buy this year's entire supply of Abbott Binax Now tests. Which means, what? Well, you can't get one. There's no market. It means they control the entire thing. It's crazy. This will grab the entire supply out of the hands of freely deciding customers and will put the entire supply under the control of government bureaucrats. It's dystopian, but this is real life. This is a good article from Fee. Always get your information from Fee. It's good stuff. This one-two punch stops people from buying the test, stops Abbott from selling the test to people, and stops people from using the test themselves. In place of people having freedom and sole control of who uses the tests and how many are produced, the government is in sole control. What could go wrong? People die. That's what could go wrong. People die. That's that's the downside here. Mm -hmm. That's so, the risk. So far, the politicians have blocked fast tests, have highly discouraged and locally blocked use of legal existing antiviral combination, 
hydroxychloroquine and zinc have ordered that infected people be taken in by nursing homes and have shut down so much beneficial activity schools where younger people could have been building immunity businesses where younger people could have been building immunity non-essential health care where which would have prevented huge numbers of deaths from other causes Politicians have distracted from these destructive actions by rushing out masking orders and distancing orders, orders that only provide the desired political cover if the orders continue for the balance of the political lives of the government people. They're they're so good at wrapping all this up. That is the thing. Like, you realize that the the masks are just, it's cover for the politicians. I know it's a cover for your face. It's also a cover for the politicians. (laughs) Right. Okay. Well, we told people to mask, man. We... That's what we said, and they didn't do it. This is why all this is happening, because you didn't listen to the orders of the masking. And whoever decides to get rid of that the mask. That was Graham. Yeah. <laughs> whoever decides to if get rid of the mask. you don't wear a mask, I'm going to bomb you, okay? You better wear a mask or we're <laughs> dropping bombs, all right? That's what we do here in the state of North Carolina or South Carolina, wherever he's from. And I'm telling you right now, mask up or bomb up. That's what I say. <laughs> Government people's hopes are on vaccines, but a real solution can be ready much sooner and much more reliably. The nearest term real solution is fast tests sold over the counter. So, uh, or through Amazon. Yeah, or through Amazon, which is the <laughs> I guess is the is a counter also. So that this is a very frustrating thing to me as well. And we've seen since we trade in the market every day so many people that have created testing for this antibody test, quick test. This test can be $5. This one could be $10. PRPO can, can make 30 million tests a month. This one right here can, can make 50 million tests a month. And ADIL has the one that you can do on a, on a with a finger prick that there's all these crazy things going on, but none of it can be sold to you. You can't buy any of it. It's crazy. And this is literally something that could save people's lives because if I had the ability to finger prick myself before I go up to Illinois this weekend to see my family, I could see whether or not I have COVID antibodies. And if I did have COVID antibodies, then I could stay home. And that's what we're dealing with right now. It's very, very frustrating. Man. And not run the risk of infecting your mom. My 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 Irish is up. To, my Pacific Islander is up today. Let me tell you what. <laughs> You're getting World War II Asian, man. I know my my Asians up today. My ancestors are fighting. I got my Japanese and my and my and my Polynesian. Who the, who's the who's the Japanese guy that wrote Art of War? Uh, Sun Tzu. That's yeah. Your Sun Tzu's <laughs> acting up. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Well, hopefully, uh, you know that that wasn't a lot of good news, but it is very important. And sometimes important news is not good. All right. So anything else you got on this, dude? Nothing could be closer to the truth than what you just said. (laughs) That's what my uh, grandpappy always said. Yep. Oh, I was going to tell everyone. So while we're talking about all this terrible news, um, we have this, uh, this new thing that we're starting. And I'll tell you about the idea real fast. We have got to come up with a way to try and get the hatred and the violence down in the country. And we're going to try to do our little part because all you see right now is this is going to keep getting worse until there's a civil war. And I know that we're like, well, it's okay because the people with the guns are going to win, but we really don't want it to go to that. I don't want it to go to that. Okay. And until people can actually talk to one another and not just hate people because of what their ideas are, this is going to keep getting worse. And I, I was thinking the other day, one thing we've had a big issue with through a lot of social media and the media in general is the idea of dehumanizing people and being able to say just the terrible things that you can online, things that you would never say to someone's face because you don't really see anyone as human beings anymore. You see them as this political ideology that you have to destroy. That's that's what you see them as. And so what we're going to be doing, and I want you guys to send in your submissions, okay? Uh, we're going to be doing a weekly installment We'll call it, call it a Sunday special, but we won't call it that because Ben might get mad. Um, we're going to be doing a weekly installment that uh, the name is uh, TBD, but it's going to be focusing on rehumanizing people. And the idea is going to be that we will be interviewing average, normal, everyday people, just everyday normal guys out there talking about what their ideas are, 
What happened in their lives to get them to those ideas? Why do they hold that? What stories have they heard that led to those ideas? What do they think of other ideas? Why do they think other people would have those other ideas? What do they think can be done to fix some of the problems? Who are they as people? What did they go through in their life? Why do they feel the way that they feel right now? What are their hopes and dreams? What are their goals? What do they want out of all of this? What do they want out of their life? And what do they want out of the whole political situation? What do they want for the world? And so the idea is we have got to start looking at people as human beings that have had their own life experiences and all of those life experiences or just the pure makeup of their brain led to them having the ideology that they have. And it doesn't mean that they want 100 million people to starve to death from famine, or it doesn't mean that they want to put people in concentration camps or anything like that. It means that all the things that happened in their lives led to the way that they are as a person right now, and that is true, that they are the way that they are right now because of everything, all the decisions, all the things that happened to them throughout their lives. And I want to get down to the bottom of it, and I want to show that we are all human beings, that we don't have to hate each other, and that when someone else has another idea, it doesn't mean that they're a piece of crap or that they want people to die. It means that they might have a legitimate opinion that we could all talk about, and maybe we could change their minds someday. And that's not going to come through a civil war. It's, it's, not, it's not going to happen that way. So anyway, the name is T... It's, it's not named yet. TBD. And send in your submission. You can be interviewed on the show. Okay, so send me an email, nate at goodmorningliberty.us, if you are interested. Yes, we will go towards, uh, we will ask around for some bigger names, but as Charlie and I were talking about earlier, um, I think bigger names would be cool, but that's not really the, the point to me. The point is is us. It's all of us. It's all of you guys and the fact that we're all humans because the the bigger names in our country are are very, very, a very small amount of people. We need to talk about the bulk of the people, which are people who don't have blue check marks. So we, we've got to talk about those people and see what their ideas are. If you want to do it, <clears throat> or if you have someone that you think might want to do it, it's not going to be contentious. It's not going to be a debate. We're not going to try to change anyone's minds. We're just going to try to get to the bottom of this. That's 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 the goal. So if you have a friend who you think uh, might need to be, maybe you have a leftist uncle, a communist uncle that wants to mm-hmm. be on it, a, uh, a a proud boy cousin, anything like that that wants to be on it, send me an email, nate at goodmorningliberty.us. We'll take Republicans, Democrats, Libertarians, black, white, blue, orange, gay, straight, and fat people. Any of that, anyone, Okay. Did I name everyone? Yeah, I think that's everyone. So, disabled, disabled too, even mm-hmm. disabled people, transgender, transgender people. Doesn't idiot. matter. Doesn't matter. Zers, Zs, mm-hmm. all of them. Okay, everyone, uh, because we want to get down to the bottom of what's going on. So, send me an email, Nate at GoodMorningLiberty.us. That's pretty cool, man. Yeah. I like that idea a lot. I'm glad I thought of that the other day and told you about it. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's I think it's going to be, yeah. it's going to be something nice yeah. that, that we do for the folks out there. So as Nate mentioned earlier, sign up for that Patreon group, get in on the live comments and talk to us, hang out with us. It's just five bucks a month and we go live every single day of the week when we want to. And it's always a good time. So get in patreon.com slash good morning Liberty. And then also uh, if you're not trading in the stock market or at least looking at it every single day and understanding what the movements mean, then you need to start doing that and take control of your financial future. There's no better way to do it than by going to the Liberty Trading Academy at mastermytrades.com or mastermystocks.com because, uh, you know, there is where you learn the very beginning and basics of what the heck is going on in the market, man. <laughs> There's all kinds of things you can do. I just saw that. Meme. Nate and I are even diving into some options and some other things. So, uh, but we'll teach you from the very beginning, like what is a uh, price action? What does a, what does a volume weighted average P word mean? <laughs> all of those things, you know, if you're looking at the VWAP or whatever, what does that mean? Uh, you can learn all of that at the lowest cost ever. And, uh, oh man, today's October, which means I think that code 
you lost your birthday 20% off code. But, oh, yeah. Uh, but we may be doing an Oktoberfest special here soon. I'm not sure. But uh, stick around for that. And what you need to do is get in there and start learning. So mastermytrades.com, mastermystocks.com. And, uh, you know, that your life will be better for it. Even if you don't ever take any trades, at least you'll understand. Nothing better than than information. You need to at least try, you know, even if you listen, it's day trading is tough because it you have to use you have to overcome every emotion that a human being can possibly have uh, to be to be a good trader. You really do. And to me, that is a challenge that is that is worth attempting at least. And so you can at least say that you did try it. All right. It might not be for you. But you might as well try. It's not like you gotta not like you gotta put a hundred grand in an account or anything like that. But just focus on educating yourself. And if you don't use it right now, at least you can you can see if you're interested and start building the knowledge up over time. And uh, just take a few trades. I mean, get a get an app like Robinhood or Weeble or something like that, and just take a few trades every once in a while. Get your feet wet, you know. Just just dip dip your toe in the water, man. Mm-hmm. So. Y'all can come on in our class. The water's fine. The what? Yeah, the water's lukewarm, man. <laughs> Luke Brian warm. Come on then, man. Yeah. The water's water. It's yeah. If you're thirsty, it's a thirst trap. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> I don't know. I just if you were thirsty, there's right. water. To play us out, uh, Charlie Thompson. So go sign up, as I said, mastermytrades.com, mastermystonks.com. No better place. Please share the show with a friend. Uh, the numbers continue to look amazing and fantastic, and we can't thank you guys enough for that. So please continue to share the show. Leave us that rating and review on iTunes. Y'all have been uh, so nice and so kind, and it helps us out way more than you know. So take the two minutes to leave us that rating and review. And if you do all of that, Then we'll be back again tomorrow. Hope you have a good day and a good morning, Liberty.